Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm super excited for this episode because not only for the content that is going to be in it, but because I think this is going to be my first episode that is up on YouTube, on the You Do Woo YouTube channel. So I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping to get it up before the episode even drops so that if anybody wants to get a head start on the Human Design Holiday Toolkit, they can before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, hi, I'm Allison. I have my hair wet right now. If you know me really well, I think I've talked about this before. I despise washing and drying and doing my hair. One of my goals soon is to be able to go get a blowout like once a week or twice a week and have that be my hair for the rest of the week because I really hate it. I love taking baths. I don't love taking showers and I don't love doing my hair. That's just something that I want somebody else doing for me. Um, So I'm coming at you very imperfectly with wet hair still. I usually let my hair air dry because I don't like blow drying it. So that's that. Uh, We are going to talk about the holidays. Happy holidays. It's almost Thanksgiving and I am here to help you out by making these next several weeks through the beginning of the year, 2024, a little bit easier for you, utilizing some human design tools and then utilizing some tools that don't necessarily have to do with human design, but you can weave them in. They're things that I weave into my human design experiment work. First of all, if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, human design, you can go to last week's episode, number 164. It is a short and sweet episode about, it's literally titled, What is Human Design? And you can listen to that first and then come back to this one. So some people are obsessed with the holidays, obsessed with Thanksgiving and Christmas time or whatever that you celebrate during the holidays. And some people feel a little bit more stressed out maybe depressed, anxious, overwhelmed. Um, It's not as much fun for them. And maybe you go back and forth between the two. I absolutely love Christmas time. It's my birthday in December. Um, I've always loved having a birthday semi-close to Christmas. I love Christmas. I love New Year's. I love Thanksgiving. I love all of the things. But for me, I do have like really the only anxiety that I get comes from childhood. Um, I don't remember what we used to do for Thanksgiving. We might've like changed it up for Thanksgiving, but I grew up in Houston. And for those of y'all who have taken my feminine art of getting rich course, my signature course, 
it's almost two years old now. That's sort of crazy. You probably already know the story, but I'll tell it really quick. So I was born and raised in Houston and my family, like my grandparents, both, they lived probably like less than 10 miles from each other, but we always did separate Christmases. Um, my mom's side of the family grew up more on the poor side, did not have, you know, our Christmases, Christmas gifts from them looked very different. Um, it, as a child, like I still loved spending time with them and getting whatever Christmas, like my grandmother would make things or do crafts with us. And the presents were a little bit smaller and the things that were in our stockings were like fruit and nuts and (laughs) things like that, you know, not fancy things or toys or whatever. Um, But it was still like, I loved it just as much. And then my dad's side of the family were more affluent and we got TVs and trips to Europe and whatever. So it was very, very polarized um, as far as the Christmas experience. And I never understood growing up why we couldn't all do Christmas together. And now looking back, it was sort of like, okay. And I don't know, there might've been conversations that had happened where it was like, this is just the way that we do it and whatever, but we always did Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family and then Christmas morning with my dad's side of the family. And I always wished we could just do one big family thing, but probably my parents didn't want my mom's parents to feel bad about the like way big difference in gifts and all of that kind of stuff. That was probably the situation. I think that we've talked about that before and they just didn't, they weren't like best of friends. I don't know that they straight up didn't like each other, but they didn't, they came from such different um, backgrounds and were so very different that they didn't really hang out a whole lot together. I think only whenever we would have like a birthday, me and my sister had a birthday. So that's something like deep, deep down that like I, now that I have a family and a daughter, like I just want I, I didn't grow up with a big family either. Um, we, it was just me and my sister. And so we, like, I really like wish that it's not going to happen, but I like growing up, I was always like, I'm going to have four kids and they're all going to have a bunch of kids and we're going to have these big, you know, family Thanksgivings and Christmases and Easter's and whatever. And since we've had our own family, we do still do, quite a bit of holidays sort of separately, like with my husband's family and those, my family, there's been a couple of times that they've all come together and that like makes me so happy. But I also, and I'm going to talk about this in the episode. I've also learned like, just cause it makes me happy. Isn't, it's not necessarily what everybody wants. Everybody might not want to all be together. If it was like a freaking perfect world, I would love to be like, Hey, we're going to Hawaii who all like, I'll pay for everybody to come with us and let's all do the week of Christmas in Kauai, you know, on Kauai and have a malakaliki maka. Like that is my dream, dream, dream. Maybe that could happen next Christmas. I don't know. Um, But we're still figuring out um, what all we're going to do for the holiday schedule and all of that. it's, It's been giving me so much anxiety lately. Like this whole past six months, I've done such a great job of 
deconditioning my root center around time and just taking things day by day. And that has been working so well for me. And now that the holidays and my birthday and all these different things are coming up, it's like, oh my God, I got to plan ahead for the first time this year. And I don't like it. I just want to take things day by day, but it is what it is. So like you might find some triggers coming up as far as how Christmas time or the holidays went when you were younger, wanting them to be better now that you're an adult or wanting them to be the same maybe and trying to create that. And it's really interesting because, you know, we all want what we want. And sometimes that's not what other people want as well. But human design is a really cool thing Because the more that you practice it, the more you actually are going to create a reality, a 3D reality that is more of what your soul wants. Not just like, I want this because it seems like the perfect Christmas and I want to be able to take pretty pictures to be able to share on Instagram. Like that's not what we're going for. We're talking about like what your soul craves for the holiday season. And the more that you follow your human design, um, the more that you're going to attract those experiences and circumstances and people to you that are going to help your soul feel really fulfilled with whatever traditions you keep or remove or start new or whatever like that. Um, My mentor in human design, Jenna Zoe, explains human design in a really cool way. She says that, you know, how many people are on the earth? Like eight, eight to nine billion. I'm hoping I'm getting this right. We're somewhere in there, like eight billion people. It's like we have a crossword, not a crossword puzzle, a um, jigsaw puzzle that has eight billion pieces. And so many of us, probably 95% of us. So what is that? I don't know. More than like seven and a half billion people are trying to be corner pieces or straight edge pieces. And so we can't make a puzzle. We can't get along. We can't have world peace. We can't all be fulfilled. And I know that we're living on earth and this is earth school and it's not going to be perfect because it's not our actual forever home. But if we could use this lifetime and really tap into the one puzzle piece, the little puzzle piece that you're supposed to be, whether it is a corner or a straight line or a middle piece, we call them the squiggly pieces. That's what we do. That's how I teach Caroline to do a puzzle. I'm like, okay, let's find the corners first, put those four here. Then let's do two piles, one of straight puzzle pieces and one of squiggly puzzle pieces. And then we do the corners, the straight lines, you know, the border, and then put the rest in in the inside. But all of us are, most of us on earth are trying to be a puzzle piece that we are not. And if we can figure out which puzzle piece we are, and be it and allow all the other people to find what piece they are and connect around us or in the next little area or the next little area in the next little area, we'd be able to make a full puzzle, like a complete puzzle that was complete and fulfilled and aligned and the world would work 
a lot better. Definitely go back and listen to last week's episode. And in the show notes, I put an episode from Jenna Zoe um, that's called Why is the World So Pissed Off? And this was actually from, I don't know, earlier this year or last year that she recorded this before all of the stuff in the Middle East was, I mean, that stuff has been going on a really long time, but got like to where it is right now. Um, and that's one version of pissed off, but there's like, whatever, there's so many in like, there's so many imperfect things that are going on. And I know that the world's never going to be perfect. Like I said, but go listen to that episode. Cause it's so good. Um, especially if you're a generator or many gen or know any generators or many gens, like it's a must listen. But if we could just find out what puzzle piece we are and allow everybody else to be their puzzle pieces too, and not expect them to be a corner or a straight line or whatever they are not, there would be more harmony. There would be more peace. There would be more satisfaction and fulfillment and bliss and all of the things. And that is why I'm so, I don't know, just so excited that human design is becoming more and more of a mainstream thing. Um, Cause it's going to make, it's not going to be the thing to save the world. It's not a religious belief or anything like that. It's just a tool, but it very much is going to be one of the things that helps our world be a better place. And that can start just with your making your life a better life. Um, okay. So a few, this is going to be a two part series. I'm doing one now before Thanksgiving, cause I'm giving you a lot of information that will be very applicable for Thanksgiving time in the first little bit of the holiday season. And then I'm going to do another one probably mid-December to get you through the second half of the season as well. But I'm going to talk about a few things that are a little bit more overarching right now that you can apply to the rest of the year, um, starting with Thanksgiving time. So one of the things that can be a little bit stressful about the holidays is connecting with family. A lot of times we, when we get back to hanging out with our immediate family or extended family, we can go back to patterns of how we acted when we were teenagers or children, because you spent so many years with these people as a child or a teenager. So I'm going to include below in the show notes, a couple of my favorite links for inner child healing and inner teenager healing. Um, I know for me, I often revert back to how I was as a teenager, very bossy, very type A, very OCD, very demanding, like that kind of stuff. And I have to really be intentional to just be like, okay, I am no longer 15 year old Allison. Like I am almost 40 year old Allison and I have a different personality and I can speak my truth kindly without having a bossy tone, without being rude or harsh or whatever. So I have to be very intentional about that. And that's not any of those people's faults. Like it's not your immediate family's fault necessarily. It's just takes you back. Like when you get around certain people, you'll revert back to how you acted most of your life with them, if that makes sense. So I'm going to put some resources below for the inner child and inner teenager healing. And you can start walking through those if 
you want to. It's very, very helpful. Another thing that is hard about the holidays are triggering conversations. So this could be over the Thanksgiving table, Christmas table, at different events that you're going to during the holidays. There's people who really love to talk about whatever is going on in mainstream media, um, war, politics, our election coming up next year, 2024 is going to be crazy with politics. Y'all know what I think. I think politics is totally an illusion. There's it's crazy. Um, so for me, I, you could do a couple of different things. One, you could just remove yourself. If like, for me, I'm meant to be very open-minded, but around certain people and on certain days, I can have a defined energy center there in your, in my Ajna energy center. And I can get pretty opinionated and it honestly doesn't serve anybody for me to be opinionated and speak about it. My place for sharing my point of view and my thoughts, I think is on this podcast and through you do woo. And other than that, I, every time I've voiced my opinion about something in just everyday life, it's all, I've always just felt constricted and yucky afterwards. It has not been an expansive feeling. Now, if you have a defined Ajna and throat, it might feel really good for you to speak about your opinion and it might be really good for you to do so. Um, it might feel more expansive for me. It doesn't feel so good. So my deal with triggering conversations is probably I will remove myself from the conversation, not speak about it, get up and go to the other room if possible, start talking to Caroline, start talking to somebody else, whatever. Like I just have to sort of ignore it and not, um, participate in that or else I'll get like, you'll see my throat starting to get splotchy and I'll just feel bad. It will be just terrible. Like it's not a good feeling for me. Um, and an idea that I had was if this feels right for you, you can share a little bit about human design. Like it's a fun topic of conversation. People are obsessed with like personality type things and things like that. You can share last week's episode with them, episode number 164, so that they can get a brief overview so that they can go figure out how to get their free chart, how to get their free cheat sheet, start diving into their type. Um, probably a lot of people that you're going to be spending the holidays with are generators and manifesting generators. Um but there's all the other types too. And it's fun to know everybody's type and their profile. I'm going to put um, last week's episode. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And I'm also going to link and I'm just writing down to remind myself. I'm also going to link the um, profile episodes for y'all because those two are really fun to find out who your family, you know, which, which ones your family are, which ones your extended family is and all of that kind of stuff. It's a fun topic of conversation. It's a very expansive topic of conversation, way better than politics, election, war, all the, all the really hard, hard stuff that is going on right now. Um, this is a more expansive, joyful, forward-thinking, hopeful topic of conversation. And I promise you, the more people who find out about human design, the faster that war is going to end in our world. 
It is just part of the new paradigm. So take this as your responsibility to start spreading the word. One thing I wanted to talk about was decision-making, figuring out what parts of holiday plans, events, stuff going on, traditions that you actually want to do and what things you do not want to do. Before we even get to making that decision or voicing it or making a plan, you know how people, I wanted to talk about this really quick. You know how people will sometimes use their spouses or their children or even God as an excuse for not doing something. They'll be like, well, God really wants me to take this path and um, do this instead of this, whatever, which I really hope that people are being truthful and genuine about that. But you know, sometimes people are not. They're like, I'm like, did God really tell you that? Like, really? Um, It's very interesting. I sometimes think people mistake their own mental chatter with God and it's not. I don't think God lives in our brains. I think God lives more in our heart and sacral and all that, that area. If there's a part of the body that God lives in, no one knows. If anybody says they actually know, they do not because we don't know. Anyways, people use God and their husband or wife and their children as excuses all of the time. All of the time. Could we just start being honest and saying, hey, my gut is telling me not to do this. I don't want to do it. It's a big fat no. If I end up doing it, like it's not going to be great for me or anybody else. It's just not. In human design language, we call this your authority. So I have sacral authority, which li- like literally is my gut. It's in my womb gut center and my below my belly, in my belly. So that's the part of my body that says yes or no to things. And it takes some time to learn how to listen to it. I will probably also link the authority episode. It might have some broken links in the show notes. So just keep that in mind, but I'll, I'll link that for you guys too. This is awesome to find out your own authority and to introduce family members or friends to what their authority is to, then you can start using this vocabulary and say, and I know it sounds funny. You can say sacral if you want to, you can say gut or just like my body's saying no. Um, My mind knows that this is logical. This is what we always do. My mind knows that this would like timeline wise work out, but my body's saying no. And I'm making a promise to myself to start listening to my body more. And you can use the human design language if you want to, sacral authority, splenic authority, emotional authority, whatever you are. And the cool thing is, is that if your family and friends know about human design and they know what you're talking about, then they won't take it personally when you say, okay, I understand this is what we've always done. I know it could work out logically and it looks good on paper, but like, my authority is saying no, and I really want to listen to it. Do you understand? Like, this isn't anything against you. This is just something I'm, you know, human design is an experiment. 
You can play around with it. And I'm going to experiment with actually listening to my body. It's so crazy because if everybody actually started doing this, there would be way less resentment, way less arguments, way less like scarcity and constriction and frustration, less drinking, needing to just numb out from a situation you don't want to be at, be in. It'd be crazy, crazy, crazy. So that is an option as well. You can send all of your family and friends, episode 164, start using human design language with them. Say, hey, I'm learning how to not people please. And this is one of the things that I'm doing is listening to my body and actually saying yes or no, according to what my body is saying, even if it isn't what I've always done, you know, could offend someone, whatever, but people are less likely to be offended if they know about this authority center part of their human design or your human design, you can explain it to them. So that's that. I would also take a look at your traditions that you've been having, maybe traditions from growing up, traditions from the past decade or two, and what you want traditions to be going forward. Are there any traditions that like just don't feel good anymore? Are there any traditions that you had as a child that you want to implement again as an adult? Go through all of the traditions or possible future traditions with your authority and see what feels fun to play around with this year. We always had a tradition of not putting up our Christmas tree till like the day after Thanksgiving or like the Sunday after Thanksgiving or whatever, which is fine. And that's just what we always did growing up. But like this year, I was like, uh, we, we sort of talked about it and we didn't know where we were going to be the rest of the November. And we're, you know, still sort of playing day by day by ear and so we put our, our Christmas tree really, really early. And Cam was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if for the future, we just put our Christmas tree up on the first rainy day of November or like first day that like weekend day that we're just inside and not really don't really have anything else to do. And I was like, yeah, that's fun. It's sort of fun having it up and being able to enjoy it for more than a month. So that's our thing, but that might not be your thing at all. So that was something that we sort of added in and changed that I had never done before. So take a look at your traditions. Um, One thing I'll say to just rewinding a little bit back to family dynamics and triggers and stuff, a really great resource for when people piss you off um, or circumstances happen to you that you don't love is shadow work. And my favorite book I've found to date for shadow work is this book called Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. I will put in the show notes an episode that she of a podcast that she was on that I really like, and she sort of dives into this type of shadow work. Anytime anybody does anything to piss you off or a situation like you're attracting challenging situations or bad situations or whatever. There's two different things it could be. One is something in your shadow. And this is, she explains this way better. Something in your shadow that you're like, it's a part of all of humanity, but you've like displaced yourself from it. You're like, I am not that. I am so not that person. 
And it's part of just who everybody is because everybody is everything. And it's like this, this characteristic or personality type or way of being that you've just decided is disgusting and you like never want to be it, or maybe you used to be it and you don't want to be it again, or maybe you're scared of being it and you attract that to be able to clean it up. And she explains that in the existential kink book. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you. So if you feel like diving in, that's sort of the advanced version. If you don't feel like doing shadow work, go back and listen to my podcast episode. I'll link it as well. Um, titled seven steps I use to solve everyday problems. That will help you as well. If there's things that are coming up that are challenges for you or people that you're interacting with that are very challenging, um, that podcast episode is pretty short and sweet and it will walk you through that without having to do shadow work. So you have two choices there. I just didn't want to forget about that part. Um, couple more things. Make sure you have enough alone time, especially if you're a two. I think that it is great to make sure, I mean, if you're a two, it's like even more intense. I need like at least an hour of alone time per day. Five hours a day would be excellent. (laughs) Um, But I'm just, I have that hermit part in me. And blank space as well. So I'm recommending to most of the people that I'm working with right now that I'm coaching that they, over these next several weeks, how many weeks do we have till New Year's? Six weeks or so. Um, You make sure you schedule half of a day, at least four hours of blank space per week, if possible where you're not around anybody, you don't have any responsibilities. You can use that time for whatever you want, whether it's self-care or playing admin catch up or taking some time to declutter or connecting with a friend or whatever. Blank space, blank space, like really not having anything that you have to do during that time and being able to really um, get quiet, connect to God, connect to your guides, whatever, you know, spiritual team that you have um, doing that for several hours once a week will make everything else a lot easier. One of my favorite books right now is actually one that um, my friend Katie Rose, who's in my alchemy membership recommended. It's called Hiring the Heavens. You could read it in a day. It is amazing. If you don't yet have like a spiritual committee working for you, you're going to want to read this book. It's so good. So make sure you have enough alone time and enough blank space. Alone time every day, blank space once a week. I would really try for three or four hours one day a week for that. The last thing I would say is I know we're not going to be absolutely perfect with our decision making and with cutting out literally everything we don't want to do. Like some things happen and you also can't make a mistake. Like if you start practicing your authority in human design and that your body is saying no, and you end up just saying yes out of people pleasing, out of like not knowing how to say no, I don't, whatever it is, feel free to DM me to, to ask me any questions about these things and I can help resource you. But if you absolutely just can't follow your authority, don't think that like some ball of fire is going to become being hurled from the sky and you're going to die. Like, it's not like you don't get 
punished for not following it. It might make things a little bit harder and not as smooth and you'll then learn from it. And then you can choose to follow your authority the next time. So I don't want anybody to ever operate out of fear being like, I didn't listen to my sacral and I'm going to get punished for it now. That's not how human design works. It's literally just an experiment. It's meant for you to play around with an experiment, like a science experiment. But if you cannot, like if you can't get out of an activity that you don't want to do, but maybe your kids want to do, or your spouse wants to do, or some extended family wants to do, whatever, do your best to create some sort of core memory around it. This is especially true for if you have kiddos. So I'm trying to think of an example. It's really interesting because I don't know our exact plans for Christmas yet, but for Thanksgiving, we're going to Dallas and I'm actually excited about, I haven't been to Dallas in six months and my sacral was like, yes, this sounds fun. Like this is good. Um, But even if it wasn't, even if my sacral had, would have said no, like, and we still needed to go, right? I would do a good job of trying to create some fun core memories for my daughter in doing so. Like maybe there's something special that's in the big city that's not here in in the small town that we're in, right? And we can go do that activity. We haven't even talked about this because we're mainly doing family time and that's what my sacral is saying yes to. And then we're coming back and spending time with my parents and doing all the like beginning of Christmas stuff, which will be really, really fun. Um, but do your best. Like if you're, if you're doing something that you yourself, your authority doesn't necessarily want to do, but other people do want to do it. It's something you, you already committed to. You have to fall through whatever you can decommit to things. That is okay. We all need to learn that it's okay to like undo <laughs> a commitment. Like it is really, if if your body's really saying no, like it is always okay to change your mind or reschedule or cancel or whatever. Like really, really, we've got to start making that normal and okay. Anyways, if you cannot or do not want to, do your best to treat, create some sort of core memory for your kids. Do make it like a little bit extra special. Make it something where maybe you're going to a town that you don't like necessarily. Maybe you can't, but your mother-in-law is there and she's able to take care of the kids. Maybe you could ask her to take care of the kids for three hours while you go get a massage and a pedicure. Like create something extra fun for yourself or for your kids or utilize family to help you have a date night or something like that. You can always get really creative and play around with fun little injections of joy and excitement and novelty and just breaking out of your routine and doing something that feels really, really fun and juicy for you. Even if the week in and of itself isn't like the exact week that you would have planned if you were to have it perfectly your way. You can put little injections of fun within that week. Just get creative, get scrappy, make fun things happen. And it's fun to get, you know, really big on core memories for your kids, like things that are out of the blue that they will definitely remember when they're older. And then same for yourself. Like do some things for yourself that are different and fun and new. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You could do trades with people, get creative and make it work. So to wrap it all up, 
I know with a little bow, I know I went over a whole lot of things with y'all today, but definitely go check out last week's episode, episode 164, literally share it with everybody that you know. Human design is becoming more mainstream. It is going to be a household word in the next couple of years. So the sooner we get people to really lean into their design and start unlearning a lot of the stuff that we learned in our childhood and early adulthood and all of that kind of stuff as far as people pleasing and um, working too hard and not being present and multitasking all these things, human design can help walk them through unlearning those things. So go back and listen to episode 164. I'll put the profile episodes in the link. I'll put the authority episode in the link and I'll put the link in the show notes for my episode about seven steps I use to solve everyday problems. I hope that was helpful. We're going to dive even deeper on the second part of this episode for the ultimate human design holiday toolkit. And that will be out in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and an awesome few weeks of this holiday time. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.